Welcome back to Astronaut to Zookeeper podcast. Now, this is a slightly different episode. Um, finishing off series one and just before we start series two um, I decided to do a little bonus episode called what my students taught me part two over the last well series of months I managed to catch up with nine former students um, and chatted to them all about the career that they are now in which was just amazing to hear about all of these different types of jobs Um, and hopefully that's helped people who are perhaps considering uh, career paths in the future or changing career paths. Uh, But also what came out of it was lots of really interesting conversations and genuine insights, life advice and real nuggets of wisdom. So what I wanted to do for this episode was go back to each interview and to share what this old teacher was actually taught by her former students. If you really want it, you have to put the work in and you have to fight. But just because you've tripped at one hurdle doesn't mean that you have to pack it all in. If you really want it, go for it. Even if you have to go the long way around. So episode six, and this was with Victoria Jones, who is a veterinary surgeon um, with so many letters after her name and all of these things that were so super impressive that even in the interview, I, I was sitting on the floor and she was on a couch. There was a dynamic there. She was the person uh, with all of the information and all of the knowledge and all of the wisdom. And I was just absorbing it. And that was just, and to be honest, that's been the case since when I was her teacher, really, she could have run my class she has always been driven always been professional she's she's been a professional since she was a teenager um and it was so good to to hear her talk about what she loves and what she uh, doing what she always intended to do not that it was a smooth path and that was also um interesting to hear that she took different routes um but throughout she 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 knew she was focused she was driven uh she would she would make it to what she what she intended to do and and to be to be a veterinary surgeon and she's still learning she's still doing you know she's still doing uh courses and she's still getting qualifications um so yeah i'm super impressed i mean even in the interview i think she did some some mental arithmetic working something out like who who does that <laughs> i need a pen and paper but yeah so always i've always been impressed with um how much work uh victoria does and her her real focus um so I've called her I've called her see I can't even speak you know I should be getting her to do this podcast I've called her the driven realist so she's focused she's driven she knows what her goals are she uh she knows what she needs to do but she is a realist as well so she will weigh things up she's balanced um and it was really important to her in this interview um that 
people who are considering a career in this world, uh, becoming a vet, that, that they were fully aware of the realities of it, that, that it's super difficult, that it's a lot of training, that it's a lot of expense. Um, but obviously uh, there are rewards too, but, but it's, it was very important to her that she gave a balanced view. And I think she did that really well in the interview. Um, so, so yeah, what have I learned? I always learn loads from Victoria, but what have I learned? I've learned that the scariest animals can be the smallest animals. Um, the little hamster thing that she was talking about that bit her i've learned that cats and dogs can't actually talk podcast exclusive right there <laughs> no but seriously i've learned that hard work and dedication really does pay off yeah if you're just great at understanding just by looking at something just how it works Okay. Then you're already going to be leaps and bounds ahead of everyone else. So if you're that person, then yeah, you're in. <laughs> so you were mentioning before about at home you'd be taking part, like your parents, yeah, TV, that's it. Uh, and then from <laughs> <laughs> I drove them nuts. Uh, yeah, I'll be taking apart their telephones, televisions, uh, radios, anything really. And but I mean, they used to be a little bit frustrated with me, but in the end, they they trusted me to put it back together again exactly how it right. was, and uh, they. they and it worked and it worked so I guess they actually let me learn yeah okay so episode seven and this was with Adrian Adrian Greenfield he is a camera operator and grip so the guy that is on uh, the television sets and the movie sets uh, making everything happen it was great to catch up with Adrian. Um, he was actually the first ever interview that I did for this podcast. Um, we put things in different orders depending on uh, the types of jobs, etc. But yeah, so he was he was um, my first interviewee uh, and it was lovely to catch up with him. I think what impressed me most about Adrian is that he's super practical about things and he he's curious and he wants to know and from a from a young age he's always wanted to know how things work um he uh, shared the story about when he was a kid he used to take part his parents phones and television sets and remote controls and uh, through that process he learned loads and he learned how things worked and and i think that kind of learning through play learning through being curious and intrigued about stuff um is so so important because it just makes you an expert uh, and I really got the impression that Adrian is an expert. He knows everything there is to know about cameras. And so when that's needed, when directors ask him questions about particular shots, etc., that he would know because he's an expert because he's taken it apart and he's put it back together and he is a master of, of his job. Um, so I've given Adrian the title of Action Man. I just think that he he's somebody who is practical he understands things and uh it's it makes things work he also mentioned that uh what was really important something that he had to learn was being punctual and punctuality and in this particular job there was a domino effect if you weren't on time uh, time was money um so it's something that he had to learn and I really admire that you know he was honest about that he said that he wasn't particularly punctual at school but it was essential for the job and the phrase which he shared which I just thought was brilliant I just wish I knew when I was still teaching um that if you arrive early you're on time if you arrive on time you're late and if you're late you're fired 
<laughs> I'm not sure how you can fire a student though, so it might not have worked, but but yeah, I thought that was a brilliant, a brilliant phrase. <laughs> Yeah, so I think um, I think we all have a personal brand, whether we like it or not. I think um, there are some people who obviously package and kind of market themselves a bit more strategically than others. Um, and that's for maybe a number of reasons. I mean, some people, it's quite necessary for them to um, maintain and preserve their personal brand, whether they are kind of actors or celebrities or um, even designers I guess on the flip side and especially when we're in a kind of digital age and kind of the area of social media and stuff like that which obviously gives you the ability to create and define a digital your own kind of digital self um, it becomes a bit of a, like a controversial topic I think because it's both a vice and a virtue so episode eight was with David Bichet and David is um, a creative, um, but we focused uh, specifically on his role as a brand designer. So brand being um, everywhere, it, uh, what we think about when we think of something, the, the, the thoughts and the feelings that we have towards something, it's represent reputation whether that be a business or a person or a city or a, an event whatever it is um, and how people that is a strategic thing often for for people and designers are brought in to help um, to mold and to um, to facilitate a message that somebody wants to give about something um, so this interview for me was was really interesting because it, it took this idea of design and the open Opening the lens on it and thinking big and thinking broad because it affects how we as humans live and breathe and move in this world and how we have influence on other people and how other people have influence on us. So it went quite deep. It went quite existential at points um, where we just threw questions out there for the world to to consider. Um, so it was it was really lovely to to chat with David in this way. And so what what have I learned? Um, um, well, firstly, um, David mentioned that he wants to rebrand uh, education. So I'm here for you, David, whenever you want to start doing that. Let's let's rebrand the education system. It needs it desperately. <laughs> so, you know, just give me a call. Um, and yeah, so secondly, they... I really got me thinking about authenticity and this idea when when David said that we all have a personal brand, whether we're aware of it or not, or whether we care about it or not. When somebody mentions our name, um, whatever thought or feeling is had by somebody mentioning our name is is our brand, is our reputation, is is what is left. And I guess that it's really important to be aware of that. Um, so we are authentic. So we're leaving the impression that we want to leave um, on, on other people. So, so yeah, deep one. I really enjoyed it. Thank you, David, so much for coming on the podcast. For me, weirdly, um, my stage name is, is so helpful because I separate out, I almost live a life of two people and mm -hmm. Emma Breton is, is professional me, um, 
is almost, I mean, is almost kind of like a commodity that I market and I effectively sell. Mm. It sounds ridiculous, but that, that is how I view Emma Breton. And then Emma Bryant, who is my personal life and me, me, and that Emma Bryant kind of represents me as a whole human yeah. um, and um, everything else in my life. And I think that can be a really helpful strategy. A lot of actors don't have stage names, but for me, that is very helpful. So episode eight was with Emma Breton and um, I was so excited to speak to Emma because um, confession time here, I am uh, the biggest musical fan. I grew up with musicals. It was the soundtrack to my childhood. If I was ever feeling down or sad, I would just put on a musical um, and that would just change my mood. Um, So I was so excited to speak to Emma because she's in one of the the best musicals out there, The Phantom of the Opera. Um, So that aside, it was also lovely to speak to her um about her journey into um becoming a stage actor and it, I felt the whole interview was very much about the heart uh, and listening to the heart and um so she Emma could have gone down many routes uh, has many talents and many skills uh, and I'm sure she would have excelled in 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 numerous um, careers, but she she chose to listen to that still small voice uh, that was speaking to her, and and that turned out to be the right the right move for her. And um, and she she is performing in um, a wonderful show, and you know a, a dream came true. And so that's a real testament to sort of really listening to to ourselves and, and what we what we really want to do. Um, also, I. I I thought that it was really interesting that she was saying that as a stage actor, you are on show all the time. And so you literally are uh, criticised or scrutinised or judged or praised and all of those things. And so in order to stay sane, <laughs> in order to to stay um healthy um for her she has to compartmentalize her professional life from her personal life and the way that she chose to have a stage name um helped practically to do that um and that that really helps her balance uh, and keep uh, keep grounded in a way and and the other thing that she was talking about how the difficulties one of the big difficulties of of being a performer or being an actor um, is is that so much of it is about going for something and not getting it, the rejection, um, the not not now, the thanks for coming, you know. So much of it is uh, not achieving um, what you set out to achieve um, and being able to deal with that and how it's really important not to place your value or your identity on just one thing or one role um, and that you should have lots of other things um, that that remind you of who you are and that your value is about who you are not what you achieve Um, so so yeah all very heartfelt and so um, I titled Emma as the heartfelt performer Um, so it was a real treat to speak to her It's an artist's constant battle because do you make something that feels true to you 
or do you make something that's going to make you money? Um, and that's actually the long and short of it, because a lot of the time when you make something that's really true to you, it's not what people like at the moment. Um, and that's probably the difficulty of being an artist is that you have that visionary element. So you're constantly looking forward. Um, so there's a common thing in the music industry that you're always sort of two years ahead of your your audience. Um, so there's a, that's why a lot of artists will sit on music for like two years and wait till the music industry is at the moment where they're ready to release music. And then you have your other artists that are the pioneers and create that um, because they don't care. And they're like, mm -hmm. I'm making this anyway. I know it's great. I'm putting it out. So episode 10, we've made it. And this was with the wonderful Tim Pearson, who is a musician. He is one half of the mighty musical duo, That Is The Escape. And um, yeah, this was this was great to do actually, because uh, there was a slight um, change in format as I um, attempted to sample some of his music into the podcast. Um, I really enjoyed doing that. Um, what did I learn from Tim? I, I learned how important it reminded me how important play is to the creative process. Um, I had when I was at school, when I was teaching at school, I had a quote on my wall by Picasso, which said, every child is an artist. The problem is remaining an artist when we grow up. Um, we forget how important um, play is and experimenting and and uh, just being childlike with, with things when we first start to create. Um, and Tim reminded me of that because he was talking about his process um, when he starts to, uh, to produce, uh, to create a song. The other side of it as well was that he was really honest to his emotions and he was really authentic too. And he was talking about um, the music industry being it can be so difficult to be authentic, uh, especially if you're caught up in, in a process and people are telling you what to do or or there are trends or um, whatever it is, you know, there are pressures to, to make certain sounds. And uh, I was impressed by the way that Tim um, recognised that his music perhaps was not going in, in the right direction or wasn't true to him. And he stopped and he changed and he said, no, this is this is the way that I want to do it. This is what is authentic to me, um, and and that's that's a lesson for all of us to to listen to and learn. I think so. I have um, titled Tim as the authentic entertainer. I love that from school. He always loved to entertain people. He loved to hear people laugh, um, and that he continues to to entertain through uh, creating his music um, but he's authentic about it he's unashamedly him which is wonderful so there you go the tables have turned the teacher has become the student i have learned so much through chatting with my former students uh, for this podcast um, not only about their careers but uh, yeah some real nuggets of wisdom from these lovely people um hopefully you've enjoyed that and that if you haven't listened to any of the episodes already that has given you a bit of a taster into each one so do go back and check them out in full um and i probably should say at this point that we started an episode 
episode two, you're probably wondering. Um, episode one was actually uh, my pilot episode. It was my tester episode, and I used my brother as a guinea pig. And my brother is um, a couple of years older than me, and he is an architect. Um, and so he wasn't a student of mine. He who will tell you that I've taught him everything he knows. Um, but <laughs> my brother, the wonderful Greg Willis, um, who taught me probably how to tie my shoe um, he, he he taught me the value of money wrongly he tried to persuade me that the bigger the coin the more valuable it was so I should give him all of my pound coins in exchange for his two peas um, so you know yeah <laughs> wisdom Finally, to say that series two is coming very soon with lots more careers from accountants to world powerlifters. So make sure you keep your eyes and ears open for that. Um, and thank you to all my students again that have been involved. And of course, thanks to you for listening.